down in front. Jane has a secret that she's kept to herself. If you could just see it through my eyes, it's what I feel. Welcome to Old Fogies and Films. Each episode, the members of this panel take turns assigning a film to watch and discuss. We have Eric, Fahad, Zakia, Shelly, and me, Ruth. This is our last episode of season one. Woo! We, open- we open Pride Month with a movie about a gay person at the end of their life. And now we're going to close the month with a movie about a gay person just at the beginning of their journey. The truth about Jane. Okay, this movie is about a teenage girl. Her name is Jane. Um, it's basically her growing up. And when she gets to high school, she's trying to figure out herself and um she gets outed by by someone which we'll get into later and just kind of how much her family gets torn apart and how she's treated at school and the end of the movie she's trying to get her parents back in her court um her dad comes around a lot sooner and finally her mom she's kind of getting back along with her i would say and they're back at a good place okay so what did you think of well you've seen it before right ruth I have. Um, yeah, I've seen it before. Um, so this one, this movie I liked a lot. Um, I saw it probably, I guess it was around between 20 or 21 or 19 or something like that. It's got an amazing cast. Um, it's got Soccer Channing, who plays her mother. Uh, Jane is playing by Ellen Muff. And um, RuPaul's in it, which he's amazing, too. Um <laughs> Yeah. Her other friend um, is Jenny O'Hara. She's a pretty cool actress too. I was surprised to see her. Oh, the Ru- teacher? No, um, uh, Stalker Channing's other friend. It's always RuPaul and then the white-haired lady. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's she's a great character. Yeah, and the, the, the teacher was played by Kelly Rowan, who was the mom in the OC. And Candyman too. And you guys, she was one of the sister's friends who came over to a party in The Gate, 1987. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been nominated for um, many awards. It was nominated for the Screen Actors Guild Award, uh, Guild of America, and the GLAAD Media Award for Outstanding TV, Movie, or Limited Series. Um, so um, for me, I guess I saw this around... The times who, you know, growing up and you're still trying to figure out yourself and all that. Um, Did you see it? You must have seen it when it came out. Did you like watch it on Lifetime? <laughs> no pun intended. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Us women, we like our Lifetime movies, okay? <laughs> so basically her growing up, you know, her parents were so excited about having her because they couldn't have, they tried so hard to have children and they finally had her and they love her so much but then just because I guess things kind of didn't go exactly as planned um it didn't work out as (laughs) go as well for her but um kind of understanding too growing up where you kind of feel like something is off and you don't feel like exactly everyone else with um her being in the cafeteria with her friends that she's been 
friends with a long time and a boy notices her and she's just kind of oblivious to it I would say and it, to a degree where her friends are like oh we need to jumpstart your hormones and <laughs> I guess she doesn't see I guess the whole appeal of it um and she that's an understatement <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh she'd been friends with these girls a uh, new girl comes to school named Taylor and you can kind of see somewhat of the attraction to each other or interest in each other when they when she first arrives and then they become good friends um and then um they grow closer to they also because unfortunately taylor's mom is a, abuses her and all that and um so we're told so we're not told we, or we hear really we heard a slap i heard a slap oh, okay. i did hear a slap which mm-hmm. is not good at all well but it could have been taylor slapping her mom <laughs> and you know what been... i grew up getting spanked so oh belts on the butt yeah um, so so ruth was this like um one of those like seminal moments for you seeing this movie did it like help you come to terms with things it kind of just made things seem like they clicked more i mean of course i i guess i was just like yeah you know why i feel like i'm relating to this girl with all these feelings and stuff like that and um of course i didn't really have any experiences in high school but I was like why do I feel like I you know connect with this girl so much um what is it about her could it be what her, is her pillowy lips about Jane? Or her glistening <laughs> hair? <laughs> yeah um my my one of my like I had questions I guess about I guess everybody should talk about it too but I also had questions about certain things about what y'all thought about certain points of the movie if you I guess yeah, if, you want, if you want to give us like themes and then ask okay. the to talk okay so um when her and taylor um they'd gone out and then taylor's like oh you can come over my mom's not here and then they have their first like sexual well jane has her first sexual experience but they have as a couple they have their first um sexual experience and then jane is freaked out which is understandable she's and um Taylor gets all mad at her, but then later on, she she doesn't seem like she wants to have anything to do with her, but then she, you know, loved how sweet her letter was, and then when things got too um, hard, I guess she was just kind of like bowed out and was like, you know, I don't want to deal with this anymore. And my question is, she said that she was never, seemed like she was really into her, but I was wondering, um, and I know she says that a couple times, but I feel like she was, but she didn't want to go down that path. I was just wondering if y'all thought she was still lying about that or if she was telling the truth. I have some thoughts, but um, I guess you should just uh, ask somebody to start their spiel and we'll do it in turn. <laughs> so it doesn't turn into a conversation without everyone getting to talk first. <laughs> okay. Alrighty. How about Shelly? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So... I liked, I enjoyed the movie. It was enjoyable to watch. Sometimes I had a hard time with the dialogue. Um, And I found myself hating the mom because her best friend is gay and she was awful to her daughter. I mean, that language that she used to, it, it seemed so old fashioned. And maybe that made me think, maybe we have grown a lot as a society 
because I don't see that happening now the way that the mom I mean just I just can't couldn't get past the fact that I think his name was Jamie right her very best friend Jimmy Jimmy is gay and that she I mean and then I thought well why would he want to stay friends with her after hearing how he talks she talks about her daughter that I that I had a hard time getting past. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I didn't I didn't like that when her when ta- Taylor said come over, and she had all those candles lit. I mean there were hundreds. <laughs> She's gonna <laughs> have a seance. It seemed realistic <laughs> to me because I mean if she burns her house down, the mom's really gonna beat her, right? The mom is gonna be really mad. <laughs> um that, that's right let me i just want to say that's one of the things that like movies and tv shows often do that is so unrealistic like somebody who lights 80 million candles or like every teenager in any movie or tv show has so many posters up on their walls and i was like i don't think every teenager has all these posters plastered or every time somebody's gonna do something romantic has like 80 million candles laid out and rose petals no People are lazy. Nobody's going to do that. Yeah. Um, and then I uh, then then that also brings me to think that why would Jimmy stay friends? Because her uh, Jane's brother was awful. The way that he threw around the D word was oh so upsetting to me. Um, he, he didn't get in trouble for that. She got no. in trouble for jumping him. Yes. So, because they thought because they thought well it's your fault for being one. People yeah. tell you that if you are one, it's like oh, okay. But then why was Jimmy? It didn't make sense to me. So why would Jimmy stay friends with this family that allows the son to talk this way, yeah. and that she is so against her daughter being? I was going to wait until my turn, but sorry, quickly since you mentioned like a couple times. Uh, uh, since you mentioned a couple times, I was just going to say I couldn't. I, I, I keep reminding. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Yeah, I had to keep reminding myself um, that this was 2000, right? Right. Uh, which things have changed quite a lot in the last 22 years. So I had to keep reminding myself that. So I, I think it, maybe it's a little more realistic that somebody like Jimmy would still try to keep his friendship going with with Stucker Channing, whose name was Janice, I guess, <laughs> um, even though she started being terrible like this. Because, I don't know, it's just a different time and you kind of did that. I definitely don't think that it would happen now. I think now, if he had been friends with her this whole time and she started treating her daughter like that way, that way, he would have walked away from that shit. He might even have tried to, like, help the daughter emancipate herself and then adopt her himself, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think maybe it was just because 2000 was a special time. <laughs> Sorry, Takia, you wanted to say something. No, oh, what's what a Shelly about what, why she... Um... She was, you know, she had her gay male friend, but she was, she reacted differently to her daughter because it, when it is your, like a flesh and blood and it's, it's, it's a whole different ball game. Cause you know, you had, she had all these, these things, you know, like she wanted the daughter to get married and all this stuff. And I think just the shock of it as her own flesh and blood was more than she shock wore off. She was still horrible and yeah. like yeah. really yeah. horrible. But did it really? Did it really wear off though? I mean, did, I thought it wore off at the end. Well, the shock sh- shock yeah. is shock happens is something more immediate, and then months go by, and she's still yeah. not able to process it. Yeah, she's doing horrible things, like and she, she still is horrible. Even at the I very know. end, I was. Like, and it was I, all 
kind of about her. Everything like, yeah, was I about wanted her. to walk yeah. my daughter she down did. the I wanted to do this. And it's just, just like your child is their own person yeah. and you have no control. Or you love your child. There, nothing changed. Her daughter was still the same. Two, two, I guess they used the two week mark, like two weeks ago, she, she was it. And it's like, yes, her daughter didn't like, it, it, that's who her daughter is. She didn't change. So it's just, it made the mom come off really, really badly. I just say that people take things a different, different way. Some people take months to process something. Some people take a day or two to process something. They got to see it a different way. You know, I don't, maybe, I don't, I don't know maybe. if she's really meant to but be like, mean to her. So to you Kia, are, you, are you kind of thinking along the lines of, you know, she's okay with RuPaul's character, Jimmy, because they're just friends. She accepts him being gay because they're friends. Yeah. It doesn't, but as soon as it's in her family, whether it's daughter, son, yeah. brother, sister, yes. whatever, yes. if yes. it's in your family, it hits differently. Yes, that's why and exactly what I was saying. No, yeah. no, no, no. But, but I'm not. I'm, but, well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not make. I'm not making that. I'm just asking. That's what you're. That's what I'm saying. That's what that's I'm saying. It hits differently yes, that's when it's in your yeah. family. But I guess the question is, does that contradict her acceptance of Jimmy being gay? Yes. By her not accepting her own daughter as gay. Yes. yes. I feel like yes. there's a contradiction and a hypocrisy. Um, it does. There's there. a hypocrisy there. I agree with that too. I'm just saying it just hits differently when it's a family member. That's all I'm saying. But, it but is I guess critical. In, yeah, and I mean, in the sense of, you know, like what Shelly, you were saying, and I 100% agree that it all, everything was always twisted to be about her. Janice's feelings, Janice is this. Janice was disappointed because she dreamt of her walking down the aisle to get married to a man, to have children so she could be a grandmother, like all these things. And also probably what will people say if they find out I have a lesbian for a daughter? Like everything was about her. She'll say, um, what did I do wrong and all this stuff? Yeah, like, what did I do wrong? How could I have raised a child that, you know, like, it's all very selfish reasons. Uh, well, I, 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 first of all, it does, uh, no matter whether it hits a little bit differently, it doesn't excuse her. Uh, I com- I agree. I was just trying to understand yeah. Takiya. Yeah, I just want to make that. that, like, that. I know you agree, like, very clear. It doesn't excuse anything. That's still not, uh, it's, it's, maybe that's her reason, but it's no excuse. And it's also if like to Shelly's point, if I were Jimmy, I would have dropped her like a hot potato. I would have been extremely pissed. They've apparently been friends for decades. And now he finds out that while it seemed like she accepted him the whole time they were friends and loved him, really what he thinks is it's a choice he made to have a difficult life. And she's upset that her daughter is now trying to make that same choice. And she thinks that people like Jimmy and Mrs. Walcott uh, influence children to do this to themselves which is just like, must be totally like blowing out of the water, his whole conception of their friendship together. Like, I wish they could have had a scene or something that showed Jimmy really being stern with Janice Mm -hmm. about it, or, you know, just really talking to her about it, which would explain why he stayed friends to try to be like, I need to teach her. I need to help her accept this. But I didn't see him trying hard to do that. Um, And, but that, and I'll get into it about my thoughts of the movie. I feel like the movie at a high level tried to really hit a lot of points. And being a so short movie, you can't do all justice to all of that. Um, so I think there's probably more that could have been done with Jimmy and Janice's relationship. But even when um, it could have been it could have been a show, like 
and have yeah and set, like all the full art one season show and just show yeah. us that but even like you mean that, like art stopper on netflix which everyone <laughs> should watch plug plug <laughs> yeah but the difference is is in today's society heart stopper was a lot it was a lot less it was more acceptance of everybody in that show <laughs> Then, yeah, yeah, there wasn't really. There it doesn't show the. It doesn't show the hardships that children back then had to go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but sorry, we've taken over Shelley's thing. Yeah, so Shelley. <laughs> no, I'm good. This, those were my general thoughts. I have other things to say, but um, those were that. My, I couldn't get over the. I couldn't get over Jimmy. I'm sorry. I couldn't. I wanted to get past that, but I kept thinking, like, I wanted him to get mad at her. Like, I think you said that speaks sternly to her. I wanted him to be angry because it's like, it just like they made a big deal about how this was her best friend. They had a relationship for decades, and it made me it made me mad for him because I thought, how must he be feeling? to see that she's she's she was bigot she was a bigot like she was for sure she was saying things and I hated the little boy for not only outing his sister but using such horrible language towards her about her and the other kids it, it just I hated that multiple times and in front of mixed company yeah yeah. Like, yep. w- like when he said it in front of what weren't Jimmy and Beth at that picnic table or wherever they were at, like he said it in front of them like if I were Jimmy I, you should have like smacked him I would have said why are you raising why am I friends with this woman who's raising her child like her child to say these things I, yeah. I found that so upsetting because that would be terms derogatory terms are one thing that I would not allow my children to say I would just I would be so upset if they felt so free to use that language and also how uh Sucker Channing's character when she goes to the school because she gets called to the principal and I forgot what the kid <laughs> said something mean to her and she saw it she seems so well like, the, that word was used again yeah, yeah that and she it was, was just like well she's she in like, trouble I would have said excuse me principal you allow this language to be used like I would have been mad um at the principal why are you sus- why are you allowing this language to be used right but instead why, Janice why? was embarrassed for herself yeah. and yeah. Felt oh. the daughter brought it on because if the daughter didn't choose to be gay none of this would be happening yeah didn't she say that something to that effect like well that's what happens you know like yeah. I remember oh. her to her like that and I was like oh, and when they walk out of the school and a kid in front of her mom calls her that d word again I like, love that's my favorite moment of the movie yeah because then well, she yeah because I love too but yeah when Jane is like you know what what do you care you're just like them yeah exactly. that was, was like, a good Ooh. moment yeah and I was like that should have hurt the mother a lot but more it didn't than it seemed to it <laughs> didn't seem to and I was like that should have like, hurt really uh, bad. This, this and woman. I wanted the dad to get more angry at his wife well, like if my spouse were talking that way about yeah. you know not accepting my I would be like goodbye I was waiting for them to tell her that they're getting divorced because yeah. yeah. there I would say about 80 percent of the time I liked the dad but then all of a sudden he'd say things and I'm like, you know, like it's a choice and things like that. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that but then was- again, like Eric, you were saying, we had to remember this was in 2000. A lot of things have changed, but he focused. What I liked about him is he focused more on Jane, yes, her feelings yes. and what she's going through. So Whether even though he said things that were 
Lil. It was like he, I mean, he seemed like, I mean, I he guess. He looked at his pri- the priorities. He was, yes, his daughter was the priority and uh, he um, loved that whole thing. That whole thing felt very unrealistic to me. First of all, I, they both at the very beginning were very against this, including him. And like Fahad yes. said, he said some of them saying terrible things. And so it did make sense to me that he would suddenly say, oh, but I prioritize her happiness over all of this. And, and, and I, you know, maybe there are rare cases out there, but I honestly think that in this kind of family situation in real life, if the mother was this uh, uh, bigoted about the whole thing, the father would have been worse. And, and somehow they instead wrote him in as like he, the nice, reasonable one who was still an asshole. And it's like, I don't think that's true. I think that, you know, he would have been even more against things. He would have been, he would have like shut down and just stopped talking to her. I mean, that I think is the more closer to the truth of what's ha- what happens to a lot of people. Well, I think it's it, that was a result of them trying to shoehorn so many different aspects of this journey into an hour and a half movie. Yeah. You know, they were trying to hit so many different things. They're like, we got to have the good parent and the bad parent. You're like, they're first like, we got to have the, but both the parents be upset about it. But one of them's got to change, you know, their perspective. <laughs> and, you know, like, they're like, we've got to hit all these things. We have to have an abusive mother for that other girl because she comes from this, you know, broken home. Like, which didn't play into anything else in the rest of the movie, by the way. Like, what was the point of even doing that? I know, yeah, what was? Yeah, I think they um, definitely like had to downplay the father's reaction a little bit more because I'm sure you'll agree that the the heart of this story is supposed to be not just about like a girl coming out story, but it's supposed to be about the the relationship between a mother and a daughter and everyone else is sort of just on the periphery. It's about the mother and daughter who are extremely close and then have to somehow come back together after this revelation. So it was only about the two of them and everyone else can be damned. Well, I really disliked Janice so much that I would rather the movie been about Jane and Miss Walcott or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I demand more Miss Walcott in this movie. Yay. Well, um, at least for one part, it's her name. Soccer Janie's character was still like real mad with with Jane. And then at least like uh, when her and Taylor broke up, but at least her dad was like, came around in the sense that he's like, you know, yeah, but you know our daughter has, is is um, hurting from a broken heart and stuff like that. At least he had some of his moments, you know. Yeah, they just didn't seem realistic. <laughs> but it was just so that there was only one problem in the house, which was the mother. <laughs> what about Otherwise, the, if we, the plot had two brothers too? Then you would never get to a resolution because you're not going to get both of them to like. It was supposed to be the mother and daughter only, and not parents and daughter. Well, the brother too, I suppose. But oh, he, he, <laughs> yeah, maybe he's gonna feel come around. <laughs> Okay, who's next? Okay. And then I felt bad. Sorry, sorry to jump in thinking about the brother, where she's like, I'm gonna kill him with kindness. And I thought, no, he's awful. <laughs> he's so awful, he still didn't even say thank you when she walked away. She I got him a Game Boy color with a pillow in his sleep. Pillows are nice. I mean, they're kind <laughs> I laughed though. I laughed though, because earlier in the movie, when he was playing with his Game Boy, I'm like, why does he still have a Game Boy? Shouldn't they have had Game Boy colors by then? <laughs> And then she got it. That's funny. Oh. Okay. On the cusp. And then, oh, sorry, last thing. It's very random. Who was her friend? The nice, the boy that was super nice. It was just like, I want to be your friend. I mean. Brad? That was unrealistic, too. It was a little bit. 
It was a little bit, but it made me love him, especially when he got- I did too, but I kept thinking like in another movie, he probably eventually comes out to her and says, actually, I'm gay too. You know, like, <laughs> I, I originally came on to you because you're kind of butch. And I thought, well, hey, because <laughs> I don't see a boy like that in high school in the year 2000, just totally being that cool with this girl that he liked, who was actually a lesbian. He probably would have been pissed that she turned him down and then spread the rumor all around school. Well, that's the sequel, The Truth About Brad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his name was Brad. How do you remember his name, Brad? Oh, I thought it was Ned, is it not? One Ned, is Ned and one is Brad. The brother is one and the he's the other. I don't oh, know okay. which was which. Well, I liked, um, I think it was Ned. I liked, yeah. yeah, I liked him and how he defended her and stuff. And because he said he got in a fight. Looking back, that is like, our time right when we were in high school-ish, a little after. But a little after high school. Was, well, were we were, I don't think I would have been that awful as those girls, her friends. Though they were horrible, but I feel, I feel like they, part of it was because they were dropped so easily when she started hanging out with um the other girl. Taylor. With Taylor. So I think they felt that. They that were, had their James feelings hurt. So they were just awful. Them. They yeah, called her but, awful names. I mean, that's how I felt. But then again, when they were first all sitting and hanging out, I was like, these three girls are pretty annoying. Like they are. They are. Yes. And I was like, uh, so it doesn't surprise me that they be- that they treated her that way. They became awful. Yeah. Like- but part of it, I think, is because she really did start ignoring them and just dropped them all together and focused completely on Taylor instead. So as a, f- a friend group, they probably felt hurt by that. And when you get hurt, especially at that age, you lash out in evil ways. Yeah. But you know, weren't they- But they like, were annoying to start with, so. Weren't they like childhood friends? They had just like entered high school, right? So it was like, I doubt yeah. that friend group was gonna last anyway. Once you get into high school, like all the, the politics change and suddenly like you end up hanging out with people. Well, I think that Ruth and Fahad stayed friends from fourth grade. Okay, let's, let's not- Let's not use Stuart as, Stuart as an example. <laughs> <Or> another experience. <laughs> well, we had a bizarre experience for all of you. <laughs> for the aud- for the listeners who don't know, Stuart was a private school. Their classrooms were about twenty to twenty five people. <laughs> our classrooms? You mean our grade? <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry, just the grade. Yeah. Wasn't there like had the a class, class size? Where you were the a- one, right? Well, I, I was in a class of one for French for, yeah. yeah. Um, but wasn't there a rule at the time that class sizes couldn't be more than like 12 students in a class or something? Nine. Oh, nine? Because it was to keep focus cool. on the, the students. Oh, like the Supreme yeah. Court. So if you vote in class, there's always a tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's who's next, Ruth? <laughs> um, Eric. Oh, me? I'm not really. Yeah. I'm just not ready. (laughs) Um, So I enjoyed the movie, but it is very clearly a lifetime movie. It's a little bit paint by numbers. um, And so it's a little bit flat. But of course, I I remember, you know, my my teenage years um, and even a little bit of early college. Like I I had movies, too, where I'd like caught them on TV and they really spoke to me. And so I can see how this would be very important to see at that time. And I think it was also pretty early to see anything about... um, uh, teenagers coming out uh, or being gay at all. I, I, I think what my so-called life came out in 94 and that was like a scandal because of Wilson's character. And yeah. I don't think there was too much between then and, and 2000 really that, that I can remember seeing. So, so the fact that that was made, that's pretty cool. Um, but it does, you know, 
like I said, I kind of paint my numbers as far as plot goes. You, you know where it's going to kind of go. What I didn't expect was what I didn't expect was how vicious and bigoted the mother became all of a sudden. Because oh, we're because first of all, I love Stalker Channing, and this is the yeah. only role I've ever seen where I actively hated her. I have never disliked her, and I was just I couldn't even look her in the face by the end of this movie. But so you know, I thought because of the way they set her up. You know, they have a good relationship. There's a lot, there seems to be a lot of honest love there that she might have some difficulty, but she was going to come around uh, and then that's what the plot would be. So I did not expect her to say some of the things she did, especially because of having her friend Jimmy for decades. It's like, that makes no sense that you care about this man. Um, and now you're throwing it all in his face by acting this way with your daughter. So I was a little surprised at that. <laughs> and I was very angry at, at her the whole time. Um, and I just kept screaming, like, how hard is it to just to be a good person? I mean, for fuck's sake. And I wrote in my notes, I, I'm so tired of this thing where like, you know, a kid comes out or, you know, is caught doing something gay and uh, people say, oh, well, maybe it's some of their friends will say to them if they talk about it later, like, well, maybe it's just a, a phase. Oh, maybe you're yeah. overreacting. Don't worry about it so much. Nobody in the history of gaiety has ever said that they are gay and it was just in a, in the middle of a phase and they didn't know what they were talking about. That just doesn't happen. Like if somebody has said that, that's the fact and it's forever and you need to get your head around it. So I was very pissed about that as well. Um, but then I, again, I had to keep reminding myself this movie came out in the year 2000. Culture was very different. A lot of the things that are happening here were pretty run of the mill at the time. This was basically how people thought and acted. So of course in 2022, it's reading very, very cringeworthy and upsetting to me. But, but um, yeah, I, I also think that uh, like Fahad, I think sort of touched on that they, they tried to do a lot of things in this one movie, um, but they had a focus on her coming to terms and coming out and then secondary, um, the relationship between just her and her mother. So all of the side stuff basically just had to, it was very flat in the, in the script because they couldn't, didn't have the time to invest in it. Like, like, how does Jimmy really feel about this? Um, instead, like so many movies from the time and, and previous, he's just the, the black best friend, like the kooky best friend. Oh, you've got a gay black best friend, amazing. And he's just sort of a side thing. Um, and nobody asks him how he really feels about things um, because that would have taken up space in the script and would have made the movie longer and more complicated. So they don't go into it and they don't go into um, a lot of other things. Uh, that you might want them to, because they're just trying to focus on the main point, which is to probably, since it was a Lifetime movie, they probably, Lifetime movies, especially at the time, a lot of them were basically like feature length PSAs. The point was to sort of tell a story about something that's happening that's topical. You know, like a, a story about, you know, I think I rem I don't know if they were all Lifetime movies, but I remember TV movies from the time and from the 80s and 90s that were about like, um, childhood abuse uh, and, the, and the kids who were victims of that or you know, sometimes even they were like after school specials about I would say after school special yeah yeah but sometimes they'd be full-length tv movies about stuff like that yeah. oh yeah um, and, and my favorite my favorite one was a cur 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 uh, Kirsten Dunst one was about this same time it was oh, about yes. yes yes 15 yes. and pregnant or pregnant yes. it did. I, I loved the movie that. I did too it was the same kind of thing <laughs> it was good <laughs> I remember that. It was 1998 too? I remember. Oh, remember yeah. that. Oh, my remember God. that. Yeah, there, there were a lot of them. It's like look at this thing that this young person is going through because it's in the news <laughs> right now. So we need you to know about it. And it's like 
it felt very much like that. Like, um, gay, you know, um, uh, gay visibility had really increased in the 90s, thanks largely in part to Will and Grace. And so, you know, oh. people were starting to think about like how kids are dealing with it. And there was also, you know, a, a huge discussion. I can't remember when, but at some point, you know, there were gay camps, like the one we watched uh, fictionally in Cameron Post. Mm -hmm. But at some point in the 90s, they basically were kind of banned. And so they all mm -hmm. disappeared. I don't know exactly when it was, but all of these things were sort of coming to a head. So this movie is sort of like saying like, let's tell people about this in a very human way. Here's a girl that you love and you think she's smart and fun and, and authentic, but she happens to be gay. And here's her mother who does not deal with it very well. And so all, anyway, all the other plot points are the things that could explore and get a little more deeper into, it kind of gets put to the wayside. So yeah, so I did enjoy it, but mostly in the context of the time, you know, it wouldn't work now really, <laughs> um, or at least not exactly scripted this way. So uh, yeah, I think I'll stop there for now. Okay. All right, Takia. Yeah, I like the movie. Um, <clears throat> It's definitely interesting seeing, I guess, the attitude back then about homosexuality versus now. Of course, like we have already touched on. Um, I think the Matthew Shepard murder also put things into the spotlight. I think I, I, meant, I read something about that, how that, that also influenced the movie. What they put a little um, dedication to him. Yeah, from um, in the credits. Yeah. But I think I had a feeling that that probably influenced kind of a uh, aware, you know, awareness about you know uh, um, gay teens and whatnot, and um, coming out to your families and Vi violence to young gay people too. That's who, yeah, violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember Matthew Shepard thing like that, that was like our fall of our senior year, and that was you know very tragic and yeah. And so anyway, so this movie came out like kind of a little bit after that, and um, yeah, I um. I was saying earlier, you know, I, I, I don't know if she was trying to be a bigot because I, I just think she was, um, hold on a second here. Nobody tries. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, there's people who are, there's people who, who are, you know, um, yeah, homophobic and whatnot and, and, and cruel and evil to people that, that, that you know, to, to, um, to gays. And I felt like, because, like I mentioned earlier, I said this earlier, but I think she was shocked that her, is having her family. And then it's also a different era, you know, late 90s 99 early 2000 no I, I think overall it wasn't you know kind of this generally a more accepted thing it's accepted thing in our culture now like 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 like, like it is now so she, she was think, just kind of trying to it was traumatic for her so yeah. and i think, the think that it would be like in like you were saying that was back then so now if that same scenario happened do you feel like that would be a lot worse like there is no excuse for her at that point that, be a, that if she well, has a best friend who's gay and all of a sudden she finds out somebody in her family is gay and can't accept that, is that worse in today's day and age than it was back then? It would be, but like, and like I said, I, I just think people react differently to different, to different things, you know, like- um, I, 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 think our prob I think our problem though, is that like, if, if you removed the character of Jimmy from this movie, then it would have possibly made more sense to us because we didn't know anything about her opinion of gay people Mm -hmm. We wouldn't have known anything about her opinion of gay people until she was confronted with it. And we say, oh, well, now that she's confronted, it's it's a problem. But she already had this gay person in her life. That's so what's it, it, yeah, that, that it is interesting. she said and did much, much worse. I just think people can be hypocrites in general. Like It's okay if, 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 it's, um, okay if it's not in the family. I know I've said this before too, but it, I think that's in my, in my, in my thing what happened here. 
he, you know, oh, this is, he's gay from, from a distance. I'm his friend. So it's not happening with me. So I can love and accept him. But then, yeah, it, it is hypocritical. But like, oh, oh my gosh, my daughter's gay. So I, I cannot deal with this. This isn't what people think about me and whatnot. So yeah, um, I think her problem is just coming to terms with the fact that, that he's, you know, she, she's still a person, love her. He's, you know, he's, he's not this disease or anything like that, you know, whereas like you're, you know, like why you see it's why you see um RuPaul's Octavio, what was his name by the way? And then, Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You love you, you love your your friend Jimmy. You know, the connection, she she couldn't connect those two things, the, the love for her daughter being gay versus love for for Jimmy as her as her best friend, her gay best friend. You know, so but they say at the end I think the thing she, she started, said to her daughter. Yeah. She no, I'm not saying that they were good things. She, no, apparently, no. she apparently thinks that about Jimmy and always has. And that's what's that's upsetting. It should be upsetting for Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm trying to think. Did, 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 is there indication that, that she thought those things think same thing about Jimmy? I mean, I mean, because why be? You're right. Why why be so open to him with him? I mean, in terms of um, accepting him, Jimmy probably she thought she had no problem with any of this stuff. Yeah, she could have said something to him at some point. Suddenly, she's saying these horrible things to her daughter about it's a choice, and you don't know what you're talking about. And yeah, uh, and, and yeah. You're, it's it's wrong which apparently is what she really thinks about it but she never said that to jimmy <laughs> so that means i don't understand that yeah, it is a lie. it's the problem with society as a whole yeah. right it's the yeah. whole thing like as long as it's not happening to me or as long as it's not happening to my family you know i don't care whatever um yeah. and so people are able to separate their feelings in that way <laughs> which is really sad because then it's a, it's a very selfish thing to do. Yeah. And it's a very, I mean, that's why some people are more okay with saving money by having less taxes where that money might've been able to go to help the poor some more. It doesn't matter to them because they care about them and not these people they don't know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's a very selfish thing. And she 80 billion times over is a very selfish woman, but. Anyway, sorry, back to you, Takia. No, I just, I, I, I just saw a lot of, of, of fear within her. And obviously, the, is viewing gays in that way is, is, is not, it's not right. But at the same time, I, I, I see, I, I see where, where, where her, she's just, the fear took over, and it clouded her, her, her mind as well. So that's why you know, it's just, it's just you know, but I, I, I wondered, did, did she? I guess she always felt this way about people, about gays. But I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to figure out, I guess, like why her she accepted her best friend besides what already what I said. Like why? Why? I think that's why it different? didn't make sense. Like yeah. it just didn't okay. make sense yeah. because it's they weren't they were not even they weren't even casual friends. It was like her very best very best friend. friend. Yeah, I just think she she just she just had the the, per, the perfect family in her mind. I, I think a lot a lot of people still do. They have the, the idea of the, of the perfect nuclear family like the, both kids will get married and what what whatnot and like not every i mean not every, but some people do obviously she she, she she her and her husband turned out to be the, that family that that you know both kids were gonna do well in life get married have children and whoa that's just threw a curveball there my, my daughter's she still, gay she can still this? do all of those things i know i was thinking that this one yes was like why can't she walk down the aisle and if she wants to walk down the aisle in a white dress like what is stopping her like nothing is stopping the daughter from doing yeah. but I wanted 
Yeah. I hate that kind of parenting because that kind of yeah. parenting is not love. If you've invented a fantasy when your kid is a little kid about what's going to happen to them when they're older, then you're, you don't actually love them. You love this, this dream that you're having about what's going to happen to you in the future. Oh, I get to go to the wedding of my daughter and she's going to marry a handsome mm-hmm. man. I'm sure I bet he'll be a doctor. And then they're going to have three children. Um, I'm going to be an amazing grandmother. You don't <laughs> know if your kid wants any of those things. Sometimes yeah people don't even want to get married they just won't yeah, and, and they could be straight straight and not yes, yes. Those things either and not one children of course imposing this on your child is not love at all it means yeah. you love an idea of them and not the actual yeah. person yeah yeah so, so anything so think, any like other said, parts it, of the movie to you that you're into <laughs> or, or have comments on um oh that was the, the, the just the whole movie between the mom and, and her you know um the bullying, of course, was always, you know, like I said, you, you, no matter how someone's views are or how different someone is, you don't bully, you know, you, you still you still love everyone. You, you, you don't, you know, bully people just because they're, you know, they, they think a certain way or, they're, or they are certain ways. That affected yeah. me. That was sad. Anyone getting bullied for anything makes me sad. That um, definitely looked realistic. I remember high school and I'm pretty sure that's exactly yeah, I actually wanted to ask you guys later on about, did you, I might have asked you this already a million times already, but like, did, you know, would it, would it, do you, did you ever experience like it, 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 was there was there a certain experience you had like like hers where you had someone walking down the hall and call you the f word or something like that? But I'll, I'll ask tell you that later. I'd like to know you guys' experiences later on. But yeah, I might that, be the only one who has a different experience because I didn't go to the same school the rest of you. Did. <laughs> but. <laughs> but that was no matter who how different you are, you do not bully. You don't. You don't. You know. You, you don't sit there and and you know torment and 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 the hostile people no matter the political opinion you know how you know what, whatever you know so that to me that that, that did that did affect me and that, that that was sad to me how yeah you know and the kids are cruel of course so and they're still cruel they're probably a little more cruel now because now they got the internet and everything to be cruel <laughs> so yeah well watching the movie the <laughs> entire time i was like thank god they don't have social media yeah yeah that yeah. Been- cell phones like you know seeing how horrible they were without that i was like oh my god what would these kids here's, here's how the plot would have been different the there. little brother wouldn't have just seen it through the door he would have video tiktok would have went all around the school community I'm and people would be cheering them on probably actually <laughs> yeah probably they'd be like "Ooh, that's hot and she would have been hit <laughs> on by a million guys and probably <laughs> I like some, um, I'm all about like, my quotes. I'm going to get into some of the quotes I like uh, later on after, oh, maybe before the quotes. I like the teacher's role. Um, you know, she, I guess it's the whole thing with, like, she, she was a safe space for her. She, she turned out to be gay. I was surprised at that too. I was like, oh, that was a single twist. Surprised. What I thought was going to happen when she was- <laughs> You were surprised. I was not surprised. Interesting. <gasps> I, I was a, I was not surprised when it happened, but in the beginning of the movie, what I originally thought was going to happen was the way they introduced her. I was like, "Oh, Ellen Muth is going to get uh, hot for teacher. She's going to develop a crush <laughs> on this very attractive young teacher who just oh, said, interesting. I was I only about- I was only recently a teenager myself, and <laughs> she's going to develop an unhealthy like uh, oh, uh, obsession with her. <laughs> interesting. interesting. I didn't I think, about, I think about it like that. Yeah. Oh, so. Yeah, that I thought that was kind of a saving grace for her because she was always near suicide, and, and the, you know she went over to you know she had a teacher, I forgot her name too. She went over to the parent her parents' house and was like, okay. hey, you you know you, you need to you know talk to your daughter and like you know show her you love her. She's near suicide and whatnot, and it it took her telling someone you else. Just, 
Do you think though, that if the mom really was the way that she was, that she wouldn't have just gone and talked to her, she would have gone and tried to get her fired immediately? Oh, I think so. She did come there and threaten her. I think she would have. Well, she threatened her, but I thought she wouldn't even go do that. I thought this lady was good. would have gone to the um, principal. I was a bit surprised that she only threatened her first and didn't, I was expecting her to go straight to the principal and be like, this woman needs to get out. Yeah. She turned my daughter gay. Again, that would be another 30 minutes they couldn't fit into the room. (laughs) Yeah, that would have really dragged on. So instead, they just make one quick scene where she tells her off and says, and, and I don't know even what she meant by that. Like, stay away from my daughter. How is she going to stay? I know. Like, I know, I don't about, get that are either. you going to try to get her removed from the class? She has yeah. to be in her class. Like, <laughs> her schedule changed. What's happening? <laughs> I guess it proves she wasn't in a, good, a right state of mind. She's just sort of like yelling things at Empty people yeah. things that aren't even possible. And it's like, you're not even making sense anymore. Yeah. I think there's a lot of the attitude of back then anyways. You probably found a lot, lot more of that like 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 the mom back then just still was kind of, you know, because you only had like what I guess Melissa Etheridge had come out and Ellen, then the Matthew Shepard thing, and then it, like, a couple a handful of other celebrities, but it was, still wasn't like, you know, you still didn't have homosexuality on television besides one grace. And maybe, you know, it still was like a taboo thing. Like you still didn't so, put it. So all sex in the city. Yeah. She had um Willie. Yeah, oh, his name was Willie in real life, but yeah, yeah, but see, it's those those side characters. I mean, they've yeah. had side characters for four years. But they just start, yeah. Yeah. But, like, you didn't have, like, the main character until Ellen came out in 98 as, like, you know, a, a gay character. Like, like, the main the main person, main... Um, but you had, I mean, Will and Grace started in, uh, was it... The 90s. 90s. That was in the 90s. It was 98. Yeah. And, um, and I'm pretty sure Sean Friends was out at the time. Friends Who? had Ross's... Um, Oh yeah, yeah, that was ninety four. Oh yeah. yeah, Carol and but, Susan. Carol, yep, Carol and Susan. But my, my point is, it still it was still very very spotty. You still didn't see a lot because I think I, think, I was reading about Gilmore Girls. Melissa McCarthy's character was, was supposed to be gay, but that wasn't allowed. Like they didn't, you know, wasn't allowed. I thought she was, she, mar- was, she was married. She was married. She was, she was she was married, but she was supposed to be gay in the script originally. They had wow. her gay, and they changed it up because they didn't know how the audience would take that, how the, how America would take that. So. As I was saying, it still is very spotty back then versus now. That's why I think the, the attitude of the mom is probably the attitude of a lot, the majority of a lot of people, a lot of families back then, you know. So she just she was just so vicious about it. I know. Yeah, I, I know. I couldn't believe the thing she was saying. It was yeah. awful. It was yeah. so awful. And mainly it's because of the Jimmy <clears> thing. And and both Jimmy and her other friend, was it Beth? They both described her in one scene as you were you were our liberal friend, you know, like. Well, apparently not. <laughs> I know. I'm like, then, then how does she turn into this? <laughs> you know, yeah. Eric, I think even the even liberals back then, you know, I, I think they, they probably still had the same attitudes, you know, fear of homosexuality. That doesn't surprise me, you know, that she was liberal, but she still had these. Some of them, these but ideas. She, was probably, she was probably the type that went to the pride parade with Jimmy, you know? Right. So I was gonna say they. I think they were talking that, about liberal. I think they were talking about liberal more in terms of attitude and the action she took were very not liberal, yeah, yeah, not political. political. I was. Oh, that's what I was getting into. Guys, I'm looking at the whole way around. That, yeah, that's I don't think they, I, everything. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. The, yeah, the I think they're. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like Eric was saying. She probably went and supported Jimmy and was like rah yeah. rah. But the minute it's in her own house, that's why. That yeah, exactly what I was saying. Yeah, it's it's like uh oh fear uh oh like it's, yeah abomination yeah yeah 
It's so, just a complete hypocritical hip, yeah, behavior. Yeah, it, it makes me mad. For Jimmy, yeah. it just makes me mad. I wanted him to say, what the... Well, because if, really, really, it should be the opposite. I mean, I know this this does not way humans work, but it really, it should be objectively the opposite. The, the more you love the person, the more you should be willing to accept things, not accept them in strangers and then be vicious towards the people you <laughs> allegedly actually love. Like the, her love for her daughter should have made her become even more like open to this kind of thing. Well, and I, I mean, Shelly, I agree though, in the sense of like, I feel terrible for Jimmy, but really I feel terrible for Jane in the sense, Jane probably thought, well, my mom has a gay best friend. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I bet you she above anybody will accept me when I finally right. say something. Yeah. And you know, at least I know I have an ally in her because she's an ally to him. And that's true. That's not what happened. She became the worst person to her out of everybody. But what and it all, what also bothered just the whole that whole that she I just hate Janice. Then she like went to the support group, which I thought was kind of alcoholics that was just a weird support group <laughs> like aa for who knows what but then she's like i just can't get over it like i'm not gonna go to the parade i just can't get over it. i just oh well should i think had, had you never heard of p flag before <laughs> i also say they've had those groups around before in richmond we have rosemary well i knew that they it yeah. just seemed very on the nose <laughs> it's the way that it's I'm so and so an alcoholic daughter oh, 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 oh. My name I see you're getting Rebecca it. and my son is gay that I did seem, it did seem very dated to me too especially when like every time those women would stand up they're like my name is uh you know Irma and, she and I and I have Janice a couldn't say it and, and they were like, like it's okay <laughs> so it'll come in time and I just thought this is yeah weird yeah Shelly I see what you mean uh, yeah it's, it's very I see what you mean yeah, yeah. Very I was like they very had but I will tell you in the year 2000 visibility visibility was the buzzword like the keyword like the the watchword sorry everything was about create more visibility so so I think you know PFLAG probably trained people to, to do that like make sure you're open about it because the more someone knows that gay people surround them and they're everywhere and they're people you love and care about the less stigma will be applied to it because everybody hiding, you know, in the closet in the decades before was not really helping the movement. But everyone was just so patient with Janice where I wanted them to smack her and say, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I guess some of them remembered when they were that person, like actually one yeah, of them, like the, I, the I, one I, who like we first see ch ch talking about her, her gay child. She said that she, it took her months, I guess, to like get over it. I, yeah, and I was like, I'm oh, so glad society changed though, because it was just like it made it made it feel so icky. Like you know, it just felt. I I just hate. I didn't like that part. Yeah. Well, here's here's the thing. She's Jane's mother. A mother should be there to support the child, look after the child, make sure the child is not hurt in any way. If you are struggling this much to accept it. And, but you're willing enough to go to these PFLAG meetings, meaning I guess you're you're wanting to learn how to accept it. I wish she could then at least just fake it until she makes it with her daughter, but yeah. she still treated her daughter horribly she through did. all of that. Yeah, she it's did. like, you're her mom. Be a good but everything Pretend was about like you're Janice. okay with it Janice. until Janice. you're okay Janice. with it. You're still being a terrible woman to she this daughter. Yeah. I mean, Even I'm going like to say how this. she announced at dinner, she's like, ah, I've just been trying, but I just 
can't. Yeah. It's just like, ew. It's it's terrible. Um, I'm going to say that. Why do you have to say that to your child? Like, no. Yep. Keep it to yourself, lady. Yes, keep it to yourself. So I'm going to say a big statement. I'll probably have to look back over the 31 movies we've done. Are you but she might go down as the worst villain we've ever seen in any of these movies. <laughs> I'm sorry, worse than the lady that ran the nursing homes. Yeah, but see, Seriously, she did yeah. it to people she didn't know. Janice is doing this to her own daughter. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. she's even more hateable. Like, yeah. I, I agree like, with yeah. Like, Eric, Janice, if you remember, all of us, I was going to say, all of worst. us, we kind of went between really hating her and I care a lot to hating her but not as much like you know who do we root for kind of a thing Janice is a flat out villain Uh, (laughs) like more so than Michelle Pfeiffer and White Oleander you're right she's uh, by far the most unlikable character (laughs) yeah maybe that's a better word she's the most unlikable character we've seen I can't get past it like I just there's nothing redeeming about her you are supposed to See, oh, she came, she went to the, the parade at the end. Like that was her big like redeeming. Yeah, that's nothing. No, that, that <laughs> yeah. too little too late, lady. Parades are fun. This is not <laughs> a burden for you. <laughs> I did like some of the couple quotes here. She would say were at the, she was at her teacher's house um, and she was kind of, you know, emotional. She, Janice, right? That That's the, the mom that was, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she was, um, yeah, her daughter. Her daughter was like, "Yeah, you could, It's okay, mom. You, you can say lesbian, but you won't. You won't turn into one if you say lesbian." So I thought that was interesting because that, that that's that's how the fear was kind of like you know. I think and then, whole, and then Janice's reaction. You know, you're so exhausting sometimes. I'm like, yeah, don't be saying shit like that in this moment. <laughs> it's a, it was a night. It was like two thousands though. That's probably how the things you know kind of. <laughs> um, I mean, oh, we have to give all that. props to Jane. For being super strong through yeah. this whole thing yes. because I and not just running be. away from this awful yes. family but except I, her, I, dad, her dad did try but hey let me I don't mention think her dad redeemed himself either well, well sorry just just on the topic of the mother though is that I I know you know we are giving um some leeway because it was the 2000s but I don't think the 2000s excuse is any is it an excuse for the mother's behavior. I mean, um, that's yeah. Well, uh, no, because of the not, not again, in the context, not in the context of the script. No, yeah. I was gonna say not in context of the script and the whole Jimmy thing. Like it's yeah, not yeah. an excuse right. for her. No, behavior. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I would say with Jimmy when after he he I think he, he took Jane to a, a soccer a soccer game or something and he was like and she was like oh. oh uh, it's okay. Not all lesbians like sports or something like that. Something like that. She said. <laughs> I thought that was kind of some humor there. And then and he was like, "What? What? What do lesbians like? Trying. What do lesbians do anyway?" I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> well, that was, not, that was they're something not I was like gonna... aliens, okay? They. She's like she said. Well, we we like what you guys like. I I like you know movies or whatever. You know, I don't just like all those are like into sports. It's kind of interesting how and then she came it's... later and told her parents, "You don't have to try so hard to." As, get to what i like because you know you guys are trying to figure me out and stuff like that and yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought that was kind of humorous like what, what do you what do you, let, lesbians do what they? <laughs> that raises yeah. something that i was going to mention which uh the script like i said it was a little bit paint by numbers um and yeah. one part and, and a little bit psa and one part of that was I, I feel like they made a very 
transparent effort in a few cases to, to send a message. So for instance, I think they open with the first act of the film where they show her growing up and how, you know, together her family is and how loving mm -hmm. and authentic yeah. and connected her relationships are with them to prove, because I think they were trying to make a comment um, against a lot of people who would say, oh, well, gay kids come out of bad homes with, you know, um, mixed up uh, family dynamics, you know, and all that jazz. And so they're trying to say like, nope, she had all the right love in her life. She had all the right family in her life. So you cannot use that as an excuse to say the story is unrealistic. And then later when, um, well, like uh, that moment uh, that you were just describing to Kia was like their way of saying like, now don't get it, don't get it into your head audience that there's one way to be a lesbian and that's, and that she's going to suddenly turn butch and wear Birkenstocks and play rugby. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they were like, don't yeah. get that stuck in your head. Um, and there but, were, you know, there was, just the stereotypes play and, you know, to everything in life. I just think we're becoming more, everyone's become more sensitive about it, but those stereotypes are there, you know, they're not, I didn't say they're not right, but, it, you know, it's, I think people still think that way of like, you know, Birkenstock wearing, flannel shirt wearing, you know. Yeah, and, and the <laughs> other one was, um, do you remember that scene where the, where she, where Taylor had just broken up with her and the teacher, Mrs. Walcott, finds, finds her on the, the hill? Yeah, and, 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 and actually comes out to her and says, actually, I'm gay and I'm with a woman right now. Um, they Part of her speech, if you remember, was talking about how um, she had dated guys and she makes a point of saying she never, I never disliked guys. I just liked women better. And I felt like that scene was very specifically supposed to, to argue against people who are watching the movie who might say, oh, well, lesbians are all man haters. That's oh, yeah. women. Yeah. And so they needed that character to say, no, I yeah. liked men. I just like women more. Yeah. And so yeah. It, but so I kind of, I'm like in the context of the time in the year 2000, I was like, okay, that, those things were kind of necessary to say to people. Yeah. You wouldn't need to yeah. say them now, or you shouldn't need to say them now. No. <laughs> but yeah, so that scene you were talking about, I was like, that was one of those moments where it's like, we just want you to know. <laughs> you don't have to be a certain way to be a lesbian or, or gay or anything. <laughs> Thankfully, right. they never had RuPaul like put on his drag. I know. I wondering <laughs> would have been so stereotypical. <laughs> do you guys get mad when people do, like, you know, the gay men, they just, they, 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 dance around women's clothing and like are all kind of a certain way do you guys i mean that's that stupid question i don't know like do we get mad not mad like like it's like it's a, that, that could be a stereotype too that like everyone that everyone's the same all the gays i think that might have been an older lot. stereotype i think you know a lot of stuff a lot of movies tv shows these days have shown that gays and lesbians there's not just one type of course, um, yeah. No, and saying. even or with shows like RuPaul's Drag, Drag Race, even mm -hmm. within the casts, some of them are pretty different from one another. Especially um, nowadays, like Got Mick, who we really fell in love with. Got Mick is actually, was actually um, born female, transitioned oh. male, and then, and then started doing drag. Oh, interesting. I mean, at least I don't think I, I hear any more a stereotype that gay men like to dress up as women and dance around well not even that maybe just like they're all like, like act feminine which is not true but i think it's just have people who think i feel like maybe in that. certain maybe that's what I'm places in the united states uh certain types of people still feel that way see that, um yeah. but i think in a lot of other places that are a bit more educated 
progressive. People understand <laughs> that those are just stereotypes from back in the day. And yeah. here's the sad thing, though, um, that stereotype still persists even in the gay community. There are gay. That's- there are still there are gay guys who are really, really uncomfortable with anyone thinking they're even a little bit feminine and they will yeah, not, that's, they do not want to be self-hating. Yeah, that's what I was, think, I was thinking. Yeah. It's still, it's still it, it will probably be a problem for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, and that is partly, it's not, that's how like um, the gay community overlaps with, the, with, uh, with women's issues is that part of the reason that gay men especially are so, have been so vilified and why trans people are so vilified is because people devalue femininity. They devalue being a woman. So if anyone acts like one, they're basically worthless. <laughs> and <they're, laughs> they wonder like, why would anyone want to? Who would want to be a woman? That makes you less of a person. And so it's all like wrapped up in itself. And some of these people can't get over themselves <laughs> fast enough to like figure it out. Yeah. Okay, well. I've been waiting for my turn. <laughs> I thought I would jump the gun. Yeah, Ruth, I appreciate that you remember that I hadn't yes, gone yet. I did. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm impressed because I wasn't, I was thinking about it, but I wasn't sure. I was like, he's talked so much. I thought he did. Yeah. <laughs> then we moved on to it. Anyways, um, I don't know if there's a whole lot more to say at this point, but, um, I'd say I agree with like Shelly, Eric's, Takia's take on the movie overall. You know, it was enjoyable to watch. Um, It was definitely a a lifetime movie. Um, And you could really tell that outside of like Soccer Channing and RuPaul and some of the folks who are actual, you know, known actors. But like some of the other ones, it's a little difficult to watch their acting like her old best friends group just their exaggerated way of talking and acting is like, Oh yes, I'm watching a lifetime movie. (laughs) Um, So uh, yeah, I mean, overall, I've already said it that I felt that this movie tried to cram in a lot of different topics into this shorter, into a short movie. um, And it's hard to do any one of them a whole lot of justice. Um, It includes a character that I really hate. We've already talked all about that, so I don't need to go into that anymore. Um, But uh, one of the things that I found funny is how Ms. Walcott always seemed to be around at the right time. I noticed that. Like, you know, uh, she goes and tries to talk. Yeah, uh, Jane goes and tries to talk to Taylor and Taylor is like brushes her off. And then all of a sudden it's like sneaking up from the corner of Jane's shoulder is Miss Walcott like, hi, Jane, do you need to talk? <laughs> then, when she's like against the lockers and yes, the teacher comes yes. out of nowhere. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I was like, like, how did you know anything was even wrong? <laughs> exactly. Um, oh my so God. At that moment, I felt I was watching a parody of a Lifetime movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Or I thought she was magic or something. Oh, magic lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> the other time I felt a bit taken out of the movie and I felt like I was watching a parody. And this is what I was alluding to earlier about having nightmares about this movie <laughs> was, <laughs> was when Jane accidentally let it slip about Miss Walcott being a lesbian. And her oh. mom is like, what? And then goes and then comes back and Jane breaks down crying. 
like why would you do that and she's like and it's like the ugliest cry i've ever seen and i was i was a little surprised that that was coming from ellen is it muff um just because i remember her just a few years later in uh dead like me and i was like she was pretty good there um, but the, the I was just thinking, oh, my God, the director must have told her to cry like that. It was just was so it what? I thought the cry was good. No, it was so exaggerated and scary. <laughs> I, I thought it was no. appropriate because I felt the same way in that moment. No, but she, not, like, she just ruined her teacher's life. Like the one person in her life who was taking care of her. I was like, she I fell to the ground and was almost throwing a t- tantrum. And it was just. I like her mother was a Disney villain trying to ruin. I watched this movie on Tuesday. So then last night, Wednesday, I was getting ready to go to bed. I turned off the TV and everything. I'm in my kitchen. And all of a sudden from downstairs, I start hearing the crying. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) I know what Eric is watching right now. (laughs) So I texted Eric. I was like, I know exactly where you're at right now in the movie. Because the oh my, and, and I think Eric, you were saying you said something like, "Oh, you can hear that," and I'm like, "How can you not?" <laughs> and he recognized the exact whale. Oh yeah, it's like a sonic sig- signature. No. Yes, that scene was very dramatic, though. It was. It's but a lifetime movie. She potentially ruined somebody's That's life. The mom, she's like Jimmy and Mrs. Walt whatever her name is walcott oh, and then she's like never mind i didn't mean to say that just jimmy she could have played it off so much better it broke my heart i was like oh shit she's oh when, when she <laughs> dropped that i was like oh no Walcott <laughs> entrusted you with this secret and you immediately go and be like my she teacher's a lesbian she didn't say that but <laughs> not in that high voice <laughs> <laughs> um but uh I will say that Miss Walcott was probably my favorite character in the movie, just because of how reassuring she was and how caring she was and how she had that magical power to show up right when you needed her. She was always there. Yes. Uh, And so she was kind of like that character. You're like, oh, where's Miss Walcott? She'll save the day. Um, It reminds me, Eric, of what was her name? Martine from Paranormal Activity 2. You're like, we need Martine to come and save the day. She was their maid who like saved oh, the yeah, place. Yeah. And like, yeah. Um, but uh, and maybe it's just because I like that actress because I watched the first season of OC and everything. But um, anyway, so yes, my take was it felt very much like a Lifetime movie. And at times it felt like a parody of a Lifetime movie. With <laughs> those two scenes being the case. Um, overall, though, it tackled a lot of important issues. It just didn't have... The time to really give any of them real depth, really real depth, exactly, or real like, yeah, give enough credit to each of those. Like we've already talked about the abuse of Taylor and her mom. Like, why is that even a yeah, part of the story? Yeah, was <laughs> Yeah, like that. And who is this Taylor person who's had so many relationships? She doesn't right? she doesn't care enough to about throwing away Jane. Yeah, like, really. <laughs> What high oh, school also, guys, actually hey, guys, a lot of candles for a 16-year-old? Yeah. And, <laughs> hey, hey guys, that was Ruth's actual question to all of us like an hour and some ago oh, that my. none of us actually answered. Okay, and, yeah. So my question is about how <laughs> so um Taylor basically after they like slept together and um Jane's all freaked out, like and everything, and then she's like, Yeah, you know this seems wrong and blah 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 but basically they break up and um 
get back to, well basically when she breaks up with her at the one things really get shit the hit hit the fan um do y'all think she was really taylor's really tr- telling the truth about saying she never really loved her because you know how hurt she was about all that that happened and didn't come around until the letter to kind of like make herself not seem so upset i'm kind of like back and forth on it. i think taylor's journey with jane in this movie was apparently like eric you were saying like apparently taylor's very experienced and has had all these relationships where she's just like blase about it but she's been so removed from what it was like the first time and remembering how scary that might have been so when she got with jane you know to her this is like the who knows how many people she's been with before but it was just another number you know, she's having this fun little flirtatious relationship. She liked her. I'm, I, I felt like she really did like Jane. She cared about Jane. Jane then the next morning, you know, was like, it was a mistake and all. That hurt Taylor because Taylor still was removed from what it felt like back in being in Jane's place and probably forgot, like, you know, what it was like to be that way. And then Taylor, I mean, then Jane realized theirs and her behavior. So when she went to apologize, Taylor was still hurt by it. But then I think Taylor was able to get back into that mindset and be like, that's how she was. You know, uh, Jane was going through the initial, like what it's like to have a first, to be with a girl for the first time, how scary it is. And so because she cared about Jane, she took her back. I think she really still cared about her. But then with Jane's mom and dad and all the restrictions and the grounding and having to sneak around and all the complications that came with being in a relationship with Jane. Taylor apparently has had so many of these relationships. She's done having to hide. She's done having to have those restrictions. She probably just didn't want to go back to that, but she's only 15 or 16. She handled it poorly, treated Jane poorly in the breakup. And maybe she, I don't think she didn't care about Jane. She probably was just like, she's a teenager. She's like, ah, moving on to the next take care of she had her own problems i mean she had abusive mom and dad was not there i thought i thought it wasn't cool the way she did it and was just like okay see a kind of a deal but she's a young girl normal teenage stuff yeah i mean i felt like it was just another case of the script not really caring about the jane plot or the the taylor plot enough and what they really wanted was they were like oh we need jane to go through a breakup and and show how upset she is about losing this relationship so people know that it's a real relationship to her um so they're like so we need her to break up with her so i feel like most of taylor's behavior doesn't make a whole lot of sense yeah because she's just a catalyst for all this to happen yeah i mean and you're exactly right eric she's a catalyst for the rest of the story she's a catalyst for jane to realize she's a lesbian because as soon as she breaks up with taylor the rest of the plot is still happening the rest of the story is still happening and Taylor being there or not really wouldn't have changed any of it. I actually was, I wrote in my notes, I was a little bit sad that they never really tell us enough about Taylor for us to fall in love with her. Yeah. So it's like, I don't even care that she's, and I didn't even understand in the beginning why she wanted to be with her because Taylor was a little bit rough, you know, like um, a little, uh, a little too bold, maybe like kind of flippant, I guess, about things. Yeah, that's why she I, like, I don't see why Jane is really into this at all, except it's just a girl that's because she showed her stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the midriffs. Yeah. Oh, well, that tells you it's 2000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Did you all notice the movie poster in the background when they were standing in line? 
Yes, Mystery Men. Yeah, Mystery Men. Oh. I, I and they her. were in line twice. What is that? In the movie. Yeah. I've and never I've seen, seen it, it, but I I know I remember the movie. I've seen it, but I they were in two different times in the movie. They're in that line at the movie theater with the same poster behind them, and I kept thinking, yeah. I hope somebody eventually got to see Mystery Men. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to know what movies they were going to watch. Yeah. <laughs> also, the um, the way that. Taylor treated Jane and was like, okay, we're done. Jane kind of did that with what was the boy's name? Ned or something. Ted. Um Ned. Ned did that with Ned when they went out on their date to go see the movies. And she's like, take me home. I was like, the poor guy got to go on a date with her. She's like, take take me home. I was like, you know what? You're using him and treating him badly. Yeah, he should have gone to the movie. He should be pissed about all this. Yeah. And he's not at all pissed somehow. He's yeah, he was just a nice guy. He's the ally we all deserved in high school, but definitely never got. I mean, I finished last or no. (laughs) Well, also, when he shows up all bloody and like his nose could be possibly broken she's like you know okay thank you and then she just walks off in a different direction i'm like wouldn't you walk with him and take him to the like he fought for you to at least take him to the nurse to get looked at (laughs) i noticed that too yeah get up to him for christ's sake yeah i mean i will say jane is her mom's daughter she's probably just as self-involved too (laughs) it's all about her and her truth Oh, she probably needs a whole parade to celebrate herself, right? She needed a whole movie about herself, apparently. The truth about Janice. <laughs> what is the truth about Janice? Yeah, I think that's what we've all been wondering. Who the fuck is this bitch who thinks she has the right to talk this way to her daughter? <laughs> okay, and my other question is, so like, I know we kind of talked about it some, but um, Jane was friends with those girls, and they seemed okay, I guess, and then... Um, I guess, um, do y'all think, I know they were hurt, but like, do y'all think that they're always that mean if it didn't, if it wasn't in some like little happy bubble and not have to deal with anything? I think they had the meanness inside of them because yeah. for them to be But they were also 15 year old girls. They're not yeah. the known for being the nicest, most accepted. The only thing worse than a teenage boy is a teenage girl. <laughs> oh <right>. yeah. <laughs> yes. Horrible. I do think they became just awful towards their friend like you yeah. would think they'd been friends since elementary school i think that's just that is realistic though honestly i don't know i it really awful. is like i said they were hurt too because she did drop them which was mean of jane jane yeah, was in the wrong for just dropping them unless to the whole thing though maybe there is more to it and you know that's another thing that they put into the story maybe the jane was really self-involved and yeah. only cared about herself or maybe she did try to reach out to these friends and they just didn't want to hang out. Or, or, maybe, or maybe, you know, they're they just not cool. They're just not cool or interesting. And she didn't actually want, like, even when they we were first introduced to them, Jane's sitting on the other side of the table yeah. and not even looking at them. And she's like very uninterested in anything. Because, yeah. I mean, at that point, it's also, they're all about boys and dating and crushes and stuff. And Jane doesn't feel that way. So she was already <laughs> feeling it. I didn't like that talk. <laughs> He's oh, I wanted to say like Ned seemed like a sweet boy, but when he when he shows up and they're like, "Oh, it's the new boy. He's so hot." I'm like, "Is uh, he?" <laughs> <laughs> really? And I was looking at some of the other boys in the background, like in the classrooms and stuff, and I was like, "Isn't there somebody else attractive? Like he is not anything to write home about. 
out. He's just oh, because he's he the was new, new boy. And dangerous. He looked like he, he came from a boy band. I think it, I think Ruth's right. He's new, and that makes him hot somehow. Well, I think that's also new with cool. um, how <laughs> Jane liked Taylor too because she's she was new and she was not like anybody. I guess that like somewhat attracted to her, but. I still working. think he was going to come out eventually as gay and that he liked her because she was butch. <laughs> he, she seemed like a good beard for him. <laughs> she, she liked Taylor because she was feminine. And like, I feel like they explained to me why he would continue to be so supportive of her. Because uh, it was in his best interest to be. <laughs> well, you know, out of all the behaviors that Janice displayed in the movie, the one thing, and we've already talked about it, but I'm thinking about it even more now. I'm still surprised that she did not go to the principal about Miss Walcott. I know. I am too. That's very I out of character. I thought for sure for that was the next step and that Miss Walcott was going to get fired. Especially when she finds out that uh, that uh, Jane is sitting at Miss Walcott's house <laughs> with Miss Walcott's <laughs> lover. <laughs> And I don't know why Miss Walcott. And then she says, "You're never like going to see her again." And I yeah. know he's. How could she not ever see her again? She was a teacher at the school and her teacher. It was her teacher. <laughs> and her guidance Maybe counselor. She just closes her eyes when she teaches, you know? <laughs> I haven't seen your daughter. <laughs> and it's her Jane, guidance. go sit in the closet and put your ear up to the door so you can listen to the lesson. In the closet, really? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that what her mom would want, right? To yeah. go into the closet. Her in the closet, okay? <laughs> you shouldn't be around children i mean it was just so evil like i mean that is very 2000s yeah (sighs) but it is terrible and i felt bad for her but no am i not am i wrong she she showed up at the at the parents door in like a leather jacket thing right she she was in Greece. That's what made her think about doing it. <laughs> she looked like she looked like she was straight out of if these walls could talk. Um, and I remember like when she, I think when it was when she came out to Jane, <clears throat> there was something about the face and her her and the lighting and also her haircut that I was like, oh my god, she looks just like Anne Hayes right now. <laughs> it hit me really hard. a little bit like Gwyneth Paltrow from like when she had that short do in some movies. Yeah, they all have that square face, like yeah. thing, bone structure. I mean, I got the a, Anne Hayes. I didn't like her haircut. It was, was not. Well, hair. I got the Anne Hayes hairstyle because that's why I wasn't surprised when she came okay. out. The minute I saw the teacher, I was like, oh, she's got a lesbian teacher who she's going to like confide in and like, you know, look up to <laughs> and stuff. Um, yeah, her, I thought her hair was, her hair to me looked like a compromise. Like it's pretty enough to be feminine. But it's in reality like her butch cut. <laughs> she just sort of spikes it up a little bit more when she goes to school so that it looks feminine and nobody questions her. But then she puts on the leather jacket when she visits parents at their homes. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I ride a bike and uh, I have a woman at home. <laughs> the dad was kind of a stereotype too. He was a stereotypical like idiot man, you know, like. <laughs> I thought that was men. Is that a stereotype? Hate <laughs> <laughs> that stereotype though. You don't like football. Like you like foot. Like did she like football her entire life? All of a sudden she was gonna start liking football. Like that doesn't make any. It just doesn't make any sense. She got what about fishing? Oh, <laughs> she got her fingers in some pink. Suddenly sports are a big deal. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it sounded more vulgar out of my mouth and it did in my head excuse me 
<laughs> oh, but I had a comment about that. When they're showing, like, when she finally, like, gets together with Taylor and they're kissing for the first time, they're, like, holding hands. I looked at Jane's hands, and did you notice she had these, she had very long natural nails, and I was like, oh, you're not going to be a very good lesbian with those nails. <laughs> <laughs> you better cut them. You better cut them before you take this to the bed surrounded by candles. <laughs> Again, those candles. Too many damn candles. Nobody <laughs> has that many. Yeah, she didn't set the. Yeah, she might have set the house on fire. Woo! So, um, there were a few things that I was gonna point out. You guys probably won't care about, but I have to say them. Uh, <laughs> one was uh, just yesterday, Fahad. I mentioned a movie to you. You probably don't remember, but Children's Hour. Mm. It's a movie from 1960, starring Shirley MacLaine and Audrey Hepburn. But uh, you, you probably, you guys probably didn't catch it. But in the scene where her and Jane decide they're finally together, they're walking into a classroom. And uh, and the voiceover uh, in the voiceover, Jane says, "So Taylor and I were about to reenact the Children's Hour, um, which is kind of a weird reference, but I was very impressed by it because that that's a movie from 1960s, like I said, starring Shirley MacLaine and Audrey Hepburn about uh, two girls who are best friends. One of them is really, really secretly in love with the other one, and they both run a girls' boarding school. And in the course of the movie, somebody, a, a, a little girl, played by Veronica Cartwright, actually, Fahad, oh, who's coming yeah. to uh, Monster Mania, you pointed out. Um, she decides to spread the, she saw them, she decides to spread the rumor that she saw them doing something together. And it like destroys <laughs> all of their lives. And in the end, one of them hangs themselves. <laughs> Spoilers, everyone. Uh, so I was like, that's a really dark reference. And I, I think she was trying to say like, well, her brother's sort of out of them. Now the whole school knows. Uh, but the way I read it was <laughs> one of them is marching to suicide. <laughs> but anyway, I was very impressed with that. Um, I also got a big thrill when, um, was it Taylor takes her to the party, the underground party with all the gay kids, because it was a quintessential 2000s, uh, like rave party kid scene. Uh, which I used to go to at that time. <laughs> and I got so like nostalgic for it. It was really wonderful to see. Uh, the, the, when they finally do the parade at the end, I was, I don't know if you guys do this, but in, in those uh, crowd shots, especially like protest or parade stuff, I always read the signs. I'm always curious what they say because I wonder like, did the art department do them or did they just tell oh. extras to show up and make their own signs? But most of them were pretty typical, but there was one that happened to be in like very prominent, it was like right behind the family during some of the scenes that just said, too cute to care. <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe production didn't ask them to like, just take that one out. Um, but I thought that was very funny. Oh, and the other thing was, because this was a movie in the year 2000, when uh, she's gonna babysit her, her brother. And so the parents are all going out for the night. Did you see that on the coffee table in front of them were all like the old like movie cases, the the, the clear uh, clamshells that you they keep the videotapes in? Apparently oh, they those. were those. Yeah, I was like, oh, I miss like bringing home like two or three, and you just get to have a night, you know, alone in your house watching movies. Yeah. How much older was she supposed to be than the brother? She's like, I'm babysitting my brother tonight, but he looked about her age. And just I mean, they, they still, right? <laughs> he looked like, like twelve. Well, the the with the way the movie opened, you know, she was born. It then said one year later, and then I think it said four years later is mm -hmm. when the other baby came, which will be four year difference. So, like Eric saying, twelve and okay. she was sixteen. All right. 
that makes me think of something I was going to say earlier, and I'm curious if the women agree um, on the panel here. But I, I, I've gotten very, very tired of hearing people use that old uh, adage, um, girls mature faster than boys, because it's not really true in any, any real way. And I, and I, and I think I've, I'm starting to develop this theory in my head that it's yet another way that they've tried to um, convince us that, you know, that it's okay for like a 13 year old girl to be in a relationship with a 25 year old, uh, or something. Yeah. you know, those kinds of things. It's like, oh, but my girls mature faster. It's like, no, <laughs> like they're still children. Um, I, I don't know what this maturity is you're talking about, but the, I feel like it's another grooming tactic to say that about girls. Hmm, that's interesting. I guess a better way would be to say girls behave different in general, stereotypically girls behave differently than boys. Sure, yeah. But that, I don't, I don't never seen any more maturity. I, I used to think that the phrase may have come from girls possibly um, biologically, like physically. They, they go into puberty before boys. I before think. boys, they do. that's not the same thing as maturing. And it, it doesn't mean that they're ready for a No, 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 no. Uh, and so I hate the connotation that comes with that. And I hate it when people say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see that. Like it should be okay or something. Do they say that about you and your sister? What? That she meant, oh, I think, I think, yeah, at the time, I think that phrase, like, that's, that's full of crap, because, no. (laughs) Sorry, Stephanie, if you listen to this, you were not more mature than me in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. And he's not sorry if you don't listen to this. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry, if you never listen to this, (laughs) because you deserve it for never listening to your brother's podcast. If no one else has anything else to say, I had one other thing I was going to ask. We have we have two parents here. And so I just wanted to confirm. I assume that if your kids come out when they're older, because of because of this movie, you're not going to be this terrible. I am not a Janice in any way. Good. (laughs) That's progress. Yay. (laughs) Because let's just remember. Beth, her friend, the woman friend of Janice's, basically kind of called her a bad mom. Yeah. When they were just the two of them sitting because of the way she's acting and said, like, you know, you're basically a bad mom. And of course, Janice made the whole thing about her. Like, oh, yeah, she storms off. I'm like, if if 30 people are saying you're dead, you're dead. You know, like, yeah, we're saying you're a terrible person. You're a terrible person. The common denominator in all of this is you, Janice. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. It makes okay. me wonder why those two people were such good friends with Janice. It just doesn't make any sense. It sounded like they met in college or something like that. Although the no, but I a little wrong. You know, you don't remain <laughs> friends ugh, with people that are jerks. Who knows? See, that's we need a prequel. <laughs> but everything's yes. fine. Everything's. Fine. I want to know how great. they became friends. We how need, did when Janice and- met Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. How did that go? But everything turned out fine in the end. She shows up to the parade, all is forgiven. She's oh, everything's great. Because it just doesn't make it. They were good. Fr- they were always uh, Janice and her husband, 
I forget dad's name. Robert. And Jimmy. And how do you remember these people's names? I have IMDB up as we talk. Oh, so I can remember and Lindsay or whatever the lady's name is. They were like all a close group of friends for so many years. Then their daughter comes out and it's like, I don't know. They this is this is another problem that the parents probably don't think about, but and I was thinking about it while I was watching the movie as as Janice became like continued to be horrible. I wanted to say to her, do you not realize that even if you get over this at some point and create a better relationship, your daughter will always remember these things that you've mm-hmm. said and the way that you behaved. It, it is permanently a part of your relationship now. You've tainted it forever. It yeah. doesn't like it, it, it's never going to go away. These words have been said to her face and yeah. you said them and you meant them. So even if you come to terms later, you have really tarnished the whole thing. Like you said earlier, it would be better just keep some of that shit to yourself. Yes. <laughs> Do not say it until you get to the point where you're going to be okay. Because once it's said, it's out there. Janice doesn't know how to do that. <laughs> she has to say oh, whatever she's, crosses her mind. She's a mouthy mind. woman, you know? I think her husband might need to give her a little smack. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> she's uppity one night now. <laughs> okay. I've had two drinks and... Um, <laughs> Getting a bit it just didn't make sense to me. It just didn't feel that didn't seem real. And I know <sighs> it was a movie. Way I know, I know, I know, but <laughs> I want to believe something about the about a move. It just that relationship seemed sadly. It was it. their way of getting RuPaul to be in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I want to read interviews about from RuPaul about like you know the thoughts on filming this and the yeah. Story. Well, I thought he would. I, you know, I just thought he would say to her some really. I don't know. He would say he would say some things to her, like really angry. Like what? We yeah. we haven't been friends for like what is happening? Yeah. But it wasn't his story, so he doesn't get any plot. So he says nothing, and it's just like, uh, yeah. But at least the viewers can say Janice is a horrible person for the way she acted and treated her daughter, and mm-hmm. she's a hypocrite for having a gay best friend yet being a horrible person because somebody in her family <clears throat> turned out to be gay. Oh. Hypocrisy in that? There's no excuse for it. Mm-mm. Okay. okay. I think those were our final thoughts. All right. <laughs> I think so. All right, good. So all we have left is to rate. Oh. No, number four. Do Hello, do number your four. Recast thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I forgot. <gasps> I forgot. Did you really? <laughs> I forgot, forgot. This is the last one, and you forgot <laughs> to pick a recast. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Okay, no, I've got, I've got one. Ruth, Ruth, Eric is last in the order that you go through so he can think about it. Does everybody else have theirs? I've already got one. one. I'm very oh, quick with this shit. You already have one? Takia, do you have yours? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's that time again for Recast! We close each episode with the Recast game where we each play casting director and choose a different actor from any era, living or dead, to portray a character in the film instead. First up is Takia. 
Okay. Um, I chose recast. Uh, the the teacher. Um, I forget her name. I'm so bad with names tonight. Miss Walcott. Thank you, Miss Walcott. Um, I recasted her with. I, I know. I promise. I know it. I tried. Everything's leaving my head tonight. Um, what's her name? Uh, that was on the Karate Girl. <laughs> she was also a Million Dollar Baby. Hilary Swank. Wait, Hilary Swank. Yes. Okay. So yeah. I recast with Hillary Swank because I saw the hair, cut of hair, the jawline, and the fact <laughs> that she was in Freedom Riders, which was kind of, she had this powerful role in Freedom Riders and whatnot. She was a teacher that there. That was reminded me of Miss Walcott. So that's why. Um, I thought you were going to yeah. say because the boys don't cry. <laughs> oh, that too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Which way, which I think was the year before this. Oh. Yeah, I was thinking about Boys Don't Cry with the hairdo with Freedom Rise as a fiery teacher who was standing up to the inner city students. So all that together, Hillary Swank. Yeah. As that's my snipe cast for Miss Walcott. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great, Shelly. Ooh, okay. I recast Taylor with a young Jennifer Lawrence. And then I want to recast Miss recast Miss um What's the teacher's name? Walden. Walcott. I forgot too. Walcott. <laughs> With so um, Jennifer Aniston. Ooh, Ooh, I like that. That would be cool. I think if Jennifer Lawrence played Taylor, I would have been much more heartbroken for Jane. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, Taylor, no. Why are you hurting her? <laughs> I, I would have been sadder about the breakup. <laughs> well, okay, Fahad. Um, so Shelley recast this the same two characters that I decided to recast. Not with same people though. Oh, okay. Um, Darn. So Miss Walcott, <laughs> I recast with Josie Bissett. I don't know if you all remember her. She was Jane from Melrose Place. She but has they that pretty look. much yeah. uh, there, they pretty much had the exact same hairstyle. Yeah. Oh. Do you see that? Cool. They got the whole yeah. thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So every time I saw her, I was like, oh my gosh, that looks just like Josie Bissett. Um, so I would have liked to have seen that. And then I recast Taylor with the actress named Liana Creel. Hmm. Does anybody remember her? No. no. Her. Let's see. Tori from Say by the Bell. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> oh. Who I believe I like, is a lesbian who? in real life. Oh, I think she, she probably is. I believe so. Um, she is? Seriously? Yeah, I believe yeah. she is. Oh, wow. Um, so I, I I would recast her because when I saw her in the hair, I was like, oh my gosh, that's very Tory-like. <laughs> she would have been a little more rougher than the actress who did play Taylor, but yeah, would have been cool. More so butch than Taylor recast. already was. <laughs> so we have three yeah. recasts in a row of Miss Walcott. <laughs> Even right. though Miss Walcott was great. Exactly. Her. Yeah, she sure. didn't do anything wrong. She was I my favorite. Her when they introduced her, though, I was like, ooh, this teacher's trying too hard to relate to her students. I uh, hate that. Like, I'm the cool teacher shit. Ugh. Yeah, I don't like that and either. She's, and she stalks her students. <laughs> yeah. But when you she know, finally, like, really, like, fought for Jane, I was like, okay, she's good. Okay, Eric. <gasps> Yay! Okay, so my last minute recast is really, <laughs> seriously, you guys just wait. Um <laughs> <laughs> So, like I said, it was very difficult for me to watch a role where that made me hate Stucker Channing. I want to love her so bad. I think she's one of the most incredible actresses of, of any era. Um, and I, she's so smart, 
in her choices as an actor. I love it so much. So it was hard for me. So I thought I would actually prefer to switch her uh, and um, her best friend Beth's, I guess it was, was it Beth? Uh, any anyway, Jenny O'Hara, um, switch their roles. So I want Starker Channing to be the best friend who's more understanding and doesn't understand why your friend's being so bigoted. And I want Jenny O'Hara to be the mom. Because I love Jenny O'Hara, but I, I'm, I'm, it's more believable to me that she could start off, like, she's a little more severe, like, even in her look and her, she's a little more acerbic in her delivery of things. So I can see her having a relationship with her daughter in the beginning that seems good and strong, and then her sort of turning on her and having to come back around full circle. And I can see Stockard being more of the wise person who's like, why are you behaving this way? So that makes more sense to me. So I just want to flop them. Flip them? That's or our them. first recast flip-flop. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a pioneer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Recast flip-flop. Well, while we're flip-flopping, I'm going to flip-flop RuPaul and Stalker Channing. So RuPaul plays the mom. The mom <laughs> and Stalker Channing is uh, a lesbian. <laughs> I'd love it. It'd be like wow. a Hairspray remake where John Travolta played the mom the whole time. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Drag. But But the character wasn't in drag. It was just the mom. Oh, <laughs> that freaked me out because John Travolta totally like clean shaven with makeup and the wig looked like my mother but with like 50 pounds of so I was like this is very strange <laughs> you're very the feelings are just weird right now yeah. but it worked for the movie because I was like oh it's like my mom is the mom like, you know. yeah. but I still I prefer the original Hairspray don't watch the remake watch the original mm-hmm. cool. and Ruth um, I was gonna say this would be way different, but um, so I don't know if y'all saw the um latest movie. It's a Netflix movie with Megan Mullally. I don't know if y'all saw that. She's um very like positive for the kids and everything. Well, I just like her personality. I just thought it would be kind of like a curveball to see where it would go if uh she played um. Uh, Jane's mom just to kind of completely I guess it would completely make the movie different but I would like to see how that would go that could be cool I, feel yeah. like I love Megan Mullally she's a genius yeah she's awesome all right it's time to rate okay guys let's open our chat and enter our number and raise our thumbs oh wait 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 before we do sorry there is one final <laughs> thing <laughs> um we talked about how this movie <laughs> tried to incorporate all these different story points. It also tried to incorporate underage drinking for like a split oh. second where she like stumbles <laughs> through the window and falls down completely drunk. What are you doing? And they're like, oh, we're grounded, but they never talk about it again. So anyway, yes. I forgot about that point. Okay, Ruth, sorry, back to you. Okay. Just thinking about that, and I'm like, yeah, it's a Lifetime movie, so they had to have somebody be like, out of control. <laughs> <laughs> um, See how she's out of control. <laughs> so it looks like everybody's ready, so I'll count down from three down to zero, and on the row of zero, hit enter. Three, two, one, zero. Okay, Shelly. All right. Fahad, 2.75. Ruth, four. Love it. Um, me, 2.5. Eric, three. Takia is three. Cool. Um, so the average is a 3.05. All right. That's good. That sounds uh, right to me. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because I voted three and 3.05 is pretty much three. 
There you go. <laughs> so I was right. <laughs> and so was Takia. We were right. <laughs> that might be the first time you both gave the same rating for a movie. I'm sure it is. <laughs> Can you do something on Tableau that shows where the overlaps are? Like, did anyone agree at some point? Because we all want to see four or five times where you and I have done it. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're able to see that on the, oh, on the timeline right. one. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, it's so sad that we don't start over and I don't hear. Yeah. What are we going to watch next? Vicky, it's like us having sex when our lines overlap on Tableau. They've met, <laughs> they've um, met at a point, a sexual point. Okay. Yes. And, and Shelly, I agree. It would have been my turn to announce. I know. It um, is very weird. There's no mo- new movie. Sorry. So for the, for the genre for this movie, do I label it a comedy? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Name it, The Wrath of Janice. Fahad, what would be your next movie that you would have picked? <laughs> oh, I, I I don't know. Unless he wants to save it for next time. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't have a movie in mind. Um, especially not any of the movies I just recently watched this week, which include Return to Oz. I think we were talking about that previously. Were, were Janice and whatever her best friend, the lady, with the were they supposed to be the same age? It seems like Be- it seems like what's her name, Beth? I want to look up. I yeah. call her Lindsay. I don't think her name was Lindsay. Yeah, it, it was it, Beth. It seemed like Beth was like 55. Stucker Channing was like 45, and RuPaul was like 35. And I was like, so how did they all I like thought, talk I in thought real life? Stucker Channing was supposed to be much older because I thought she was because she did it, she looked older when the well, I guess she was the same yeah. as thing when the well, baby in, was born in real life Stalker Channing was two years younger than okay. Jenny O'Hara yeah in real life well the weird thing about Stalker Channing is that she doesn't really age like a normal person she so she's, she she's 78 the now. Same as she she's been working since like, like the 60s and 70s and there's this really funny joke on, on the the animated show American Dad where um there's an alien is part of the cast I'm not going to go into it but he's been part of the cast uh, yeah, for, yeah. Apparently he's been living on Earth for decades. And so one of the human characters says, didn't you know Starka Channing uh, in her, in the, in her forties or something like that. And he replies, no, no, no. I knew Stucker Channing in the forties. She was 60. (laughs) (laughs) Because it seems like she's just always been there. (laughs) It's one of my favorite jokes ever because it's absolutely true. Gosh, look at her here. Um, Let's see if I can get it. Mm. Oh, yeah. See, that was early. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. How she old had, like, was she in Greece? Was, like, she in was 70s. too old in Greece to be in high school. She like, was. She had, like, her own television show briefly. She's in the 78. Oh, my gosh. 78. Then, let's see. How old would she have been? In- so that means she was, like, 66 in this movie? 66 no, in Greece. This was 20 years ago, right? This movie was, yeah, 22 years ago. She was 56. Oh, uh, 56. Still, I mean, really? She did not look 56 in this movie. She looked, oh. like, in her 40s. Yeah, I thought, yeah. Especially for 2000s era beauty. It, you know, <laughs> nowadays people, I don't know, have made some deal with the devil and they just continue looking 25 into their- On Google, one of the things that came up was people also ask, did Stafford Channing and Will Smith date? I never thought <laughs> about <laughs> Who's was Oh, because she was in Six Degrees of Separation. Yeah. Oh. Which Will starred Will Smith. But why would there be a rumor about them? Wouldn't she be a cougar? 
I mean, I guess. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Apparently, Stalker Channing was in the for six six degrees of separation. She was in the original 1990 Off Broadway cast, the 1990 Broadway cast, the 92 West End cast, and the 1993 film. She was the only person that was in all of those. <laughs> How old was she in Greece? 72. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that was um that was like um 1980 or something, right? So she would have been 36. I thought it was in the 70s. Playing a teenager. Oh, Greece was 78 two years earlier. Okay, so she was 34. Uh, wow. Whoa. That's still like she was playing a teenager and she was 34 years old. How many years was she held back? <laughs> that, that might be possible for Rizzo, yeah. Maybe, just, maybe Rizzo was actually 34 and she just couldn't get out of high school. Wasn't that a joke in Family Guy also where they, they flash back to like Greece and then they show her walking with like a cane and she's like really old or something? Oh, maybe. Oh, no, <laughs> They did something similar with uh, uh, 90210 about Andrea. Andrea. Um, or Andrea, so played by. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, she was really old, too. Yeah, she, really, she was. She wasn't, she wasn't technically that much older than, but in the Family Guy joke, she's an old woman <laughs> who's got like a, the, you know, the horn earpiece. And she says, <laughs> I remember the line because it's one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite bits from that show. She was like, I, I, I remember when this was all orange groves. And then she says, Barbara Stanwyck and I used to take the trolley. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and then you've got the other teenagers who are like, okay, Andrea. <laughs> it's really hysterical. She's like, uh, she's president of SAG. Yeah. Right now, isn't she? She has been for years. Cool. So shall we let Ruth wrap this up? I declare this episode of Old Fogies and Films concluded. Thanks for joining us. You can find us on Facebook and find our lists on Letterboxd. Don't forget to leave a comment or review. As RuPaul says, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? Amen! Amen! Amen. Amen. Happy season finale, everybody. Yes, I... Finale! We've a year of 30 films. Pride Month with a movie about a gay person at the end of their life, and now we are going to close the, the month with a guy. Try that again. <laughs> Wait, is that the truth about Jane? <laughs> she was a guy. <laughs> oh, I didn't see the movie. Rewatch the movie now. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. <laughs> what kind of butch? <laughs> now that I think about it, I mean, she had her. Had her moments.